seems like everywhere you turn, everything is more expensive. From gas to a roll of toilet paper, we're all feeling the effects of inflation. But the burden is higher for low-income families. The pandemic left millions of Americans facing food insecurity for the first time. Justin Cook County, about one in seven people lack access to adequate and nutritious food. Now that grocery prices are rising, food pantries across the city are seeing more demand from families in need. With us to discuss this issue is Sophie Milam. She's the vice president of public policy and advocacy at the Greater Chicago Food Depository. Hi, Sophie. Good morning. Also with us is Abir Abuid, Pantry Director of Sanid Social Services in Chicago Lawn on the southwest side. Welcome, Abir. Good morning. Let's start with you, Sophie. What is causing food prices to go up right now? There are several factors that are contributing to the current increase in food prices. Some of this is some carryover of disruptions, supply chain disruptions from covid But it it really has a lot to do with higher input costs. Um, When we think about the cost of food, it's not just the cost of that, you know, farm product. It's the transportation to ship it. It's the labor cost to um, make it into the food that we find at the grocery store. So those input costs are really driving a lot of this. Um, Certainly the, the crisis in Ukraine is increasing certain commodities, fertilizer, wheat, corn, um, and in the in the U.S., we're seeing some um, crop-specific changes. There is an avian flu outbreak oh. impacting 35 states, and the severe drought conditions in the western part of the U.S. So it's 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 a really a lot of different factors are driving the current increases. Sort of everything all at once. Abir, yeah. Abir, what has the demand been like at at Sanid Social Services Pantry? Have you seen an increase in need? Yes, actually, uh, uh, for example, today we had a distribution. Uh, our, our numbers are, are skyrocketing. Uh, t- and today in Chicago, it's raining and, and the weather is really bad. Um, usually on a typical day when, it, when the weather is bad, we would only serve 50, uh, 50 to 70 uh, family members. Uh, today, it was over 300 people waiting in wow. the rain. It was really, really, the, the weather was horrible. And it's just the need is so great. That's amazing. That's an, it's 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 tragic. Um, are there specific items that are having shortages? I think I you know I'm thinking about baby formula a lot right now. Have you seen higher demand for baby food and baby formula also? Yes, uh, quite a few people have been reaching out for baby formula. Anything, um, baby formula. Um, uh, believe it or not, uh, uh, dairy products as well. Okay. Yeah. Why is that? Do you think the, the shortages? People are are. Uh, are, are having a difficult time um, going to a grocery store and um, the sh- people are still buying in bulk. Mm-hmm. We still have that in some stores they run out or there's a limit. Um, and unfortunately, some families are really big. They, they can't rely on. Right. Sophie, fresh fruits and poultry are among some of the items that have seen leaps in prices. So I'm wondering how the rising costs are affecting the ability to provide fresh food specifically. Well, the the truth is that we're seeing rising in uh, food costs across all categories. I will tell you, I have been following food inflation for 15 years and, and how that impacts low-income families. There was a big crisis in 2008 and 2011. The, the current crisis is really unique in that we're seeing not just very steep inflation, but it's across the board. I'm talking double-digit 
inflationary increases for um, bread products, milk, chicken, pork, baby food, everything is really sharply increasing right now. So for families and for food bank, it's making it harder for, you know, your food budget just isn't going as far. You're not able to purchase as much and it's, it's across the board. What's really problematic about this is that say in the past and the cost of chicken went up, maybe your family would eat more pork. But when, when prices are going up across the board, you can't shift spending to a lower cost item because, frankly, everything is, is seeing the same inflation. Yeah, there's not trade-offs necessarily that can happen. Um, Abir, what about you? How, how has it been tr- trying to provide fresh food right now? Uh, it, our, our pantry is on a really uh, – on, on a budget and um, coming from the pandemic, you know, this was unexpected. We're still trying to stretch our dollar. So um, being able to access, uh, to make new purchases of, of fresh pr- uh, produce, is, um, it's a challenge for us. But mm-hmm. we're grateful for, you know, the partnership of the Greater Chicago Food Depository. They are able to fill in the gaps, but we're still, you know, behind. Um, everything is expensive and we're limited to what we can buy, mm-hmm. unfortunately. You know, I, I think think. Oftentimes people think about donating to food pantries around the holidays, around Christmas and Thanksgiving. Um, If people want to give right now or help if they're able, how do they go about doing that? I'll start with you, Sophie. Well, the best thing to do is to go to our website, chicagosfoodbank.org, and um, you can donate there. Um, That We are able to leverage our dollar to, to purchase food. Uh, at a discounted price, we can purchase more food with the same dollar that a a family might purchase themselves, for example, at the grocery store and donate to their local pantry. So if you're looking to help, that is really the most efficient way. We work with a network of 700 pantries, shelters, kitchens, community partners across Cook County to get food to our neighbors in need. And so that food, even donating to the food depository, that's getting out to pantries across the community, um, helping helping families in your neighborhood to make ends meet. All right. And Abir, what would you say? Uh, how might people help? Is, is, is dollar donations better than food donations? Definitely dollar donations is better. I would also say reach out to the food depository. They're, they're supporting so many partner agencies. Um, also, if you, if, you can't, if you don't have the monetary donation, uh, volunteer. We, we need volunteers. Uh, majority of the pantries all across uh, Illinois rely heavily on volunteers. So reach out to um, food depository or even Senate uh, Food Pantry Chicago on Instagram. Um, we're on a weekly basis every Friday. We love when new volunteers come out and give back. Um, it's very important that we all, you know, do this together and mm-hmm. help each other as much as we can. Mm-hmm. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about how food insecurity has worsened with the inflation crisis. With us is Sophie Milam with the Greater Chicago Food Depository and Abir Abuid with Sanid Social Services. Sophie, the Greater Chicago Food Depository distributes food through like a network of partner programs. Um, And I'm wondering if you've had issues with um, even just your own distribution um, with inflation. Well, we're certainly feeling the pinch in terms of um, sourcing food. So we uh, distribute food and we we get it from a variety of sources. About 47% of the food that we distribute is purchased. Other food is donated. Some food comes from a federal um, commodity program. But nearly half of our, our food is, is purchased. So 
um, food banks across the country are suffering from the same reduced purchasing power as families are. Um, I'll give you one example. So, for example, we source eggs. Eggs are really an important part of a lot of people's diet. We typically um, pay about $1.20 for a carton of eggs. Okay. Over the last eight weeks, that's increased to $2.20. So if you oh. do the math by the number of eggs that we're, we're doing, two, over 2 million pounds of eggs each year, that's talking about, that's already eaten up a significant part of our food budget for the year just for this one item because of that $2 million increase just in, because of the increased cost of eggs. So if you multiply that across all of the different staples that we source for families, there, it really is a challenge. We are advocating for um, some increased support for food banks to be able to make sure that we, we are able to supply our pantries and get food out to families. Have you had to cut back on the amount of food? Like with eggs, for example, are you, are you having to send less eggs out because you can't afford that money? Well, the first thing we do is, you know, we always try to look for the most efficient way to purchase. Um, we might change who we're, we're sourcing from. Um, but I think we, we have, in the case of eggs, recently made the decision that we will make uh, fewer eggs available to our partners. Mm. Um, that's not something that we want to do. We, you know, and we, we are able to, to supplement some other products there. But, yeah, it is impacting our purchasing decisions and what food we're able to get out to the community. Mm-hmm. Abir, how would you say your job has changed throughout the course of the pandemic and now this year as a lot of this inflation pressure is happening? Oh, uh, if I, it's completely changed nonstop. Um, we weren't prepared for the pandemic and so many families weren't prepared either. Um, we've just um, upped our ordering we, you know, on a typical regular pantry month, we would have, we would serve 300 families. And I know in the first three months of the pandemic, over 20,000 people reached out to get help. Wow. Our numbers are, are, are unbelievable. And it's nonstop. You know, we thought we got a break, but then now the inflation costs, um, families are really, really struggling. And they're reaching out for the first time in their lives. They're yeah. reaching out, you know, for service. And it's so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for somebody who who is finding themselves struggling with access to healthy food? I, I would say um, there there's so many wonderful pan- partner agencies. Um, go on to the website, find food. There's pantries that are walking distance. Um, go to a food pantry. That's what we're here for. Reach out and get uh, as much help as you can because, um, you know, everybody deserves to have a meal deserves to have fresh food deserves to have this is this is a must mm-hmm. so reach out to these agencies don't be ashamed don't be you know a lot of people have that pride right we're here for you we're doing the best that we can to um stretch that dollar right. so that's what we're here for sophie i want to ask about people who rely on federal programs like snap benefits are there impacts um that are rippling into that program as well Absolutely. And what I would say first is that the other thing that families should do if they're struggling is if you're not already enrolled in a federal assistance program, you should enroll. It's an important source. Programs like SNAP, WIC, um, these help families um, pay for groceries. We operate a benefits hotline to help families determine whether or not they might be eligible for that. So definitely consider that as well as a a way to get some food assistance. Um, The challenge is that just because a family is spending more on food, it doesn't all of a sudden make them eligible for these programs, right? The eligibility is largely based on income. 
And so families who are kind of at that threshold of, of qualifying for programs, even though they're spending more, they have far less discretionary income, they, they might not become eligible for the program. So that's one weakness of our, um, our federal nutrition safety net. The other weakness is that just like households, just like food banks, those programs are seeing their purchasing power go down too. Mm-hmm. Um, programs like SNAP, they do get an increase for food inflation, but it only happens once a year. So, for example, um, families who are enrolled in SNAP, they're going to have to wait another five months to see that inflationary increase to their benefits, Mm -hmm. even though food inflation has already increased over 6% since the last time their benefits were adjusted. So the other major challenge with our nutrition programs is that they aren't designed to keep up with sharp increases in food inflation like this. And for those households, if their, their SNAP benefits are running out, they're turning to food pantries too. So like Abir said, some of that increase in demand, it's partially families who have not needed assistance before coming and getting help. It's also families whose benefits aren't getting them through the month and they're having to come more frequently to supplement their food assistance. You mentioned a benefits hotline. How do people, what is the hotline? What is the number or the, the website? How do people find out if they're eligible? Right. So you can go to our website, chicagosfoodbank.org, and look for our benefits hotline number. Um, and I will get you that number. Let me look it up quickly while we're talking. Okay. I can ask Abir. Abir, um, I'm wondering, given that context, what are some of the policy solutions that we could look to, you know, city lawmakers or federal lawmakers to to maybe make some changes? What, what would you, what, what is out there for policy solutions? Uh, I I don't I'm not familiar with it, but I believe uh, Sophie is. But what I do want folks to know is that there are many uh, federally funded programs that can help families that are struggling. We currently have, uh, if you need help with your gas and light bills, Sita Lahip. The program is going to end on Tuesdays, the last day. So I really want folks, if you need help with your gas or your light bill, or you need help paying your water bill, we have that at Sanad. Oh. Uh, 3302 West 63rd Street. Take advantage of all these resources. If you meet the income guideline, they help cover a couple months of your uh, utility bills. So um, a lot of people are benefiting the lines. Uh, the I, It's a long wait. I, we understand that it's a long wait. We're doing the best, you know, to meet the needs of the community. But, you know, take advantage of these resources. They're going to be ending very soon. Rental assistance. So many other programs are out there. Um, to help everybody. Oh, great. And those are all available at your pantry in addition to yeah. the food options. Okay. And I don't know, Sophie, if you are um, yeah. are there still and, and have any thoughts about policy solutions from the city or the federal government? Absolutely. The first thing that needs to happen is that Congress needs to allocate some additional funding for food purchases through food banks. And that's uh, through what's called the TFAP program. We're asking for an additional $900 million for food purchases. We also would like to make sure that SNAP benefits uh, remain as adequate as possible. There's a, a policy in place during the pandemic where households are getting a little bit of an increase in their monthly SNAP benefit. We need to make sure that doesn't go away um, throughout this, this food inflation crisis. In the long term, as I mentioned, the programs have to be adjusted so that they can respond. I've been through this crisis two times before. We need a long-term fix so that these programs can respond when we're in periods of high food inflation. Mm -hmm. Quickly, um, are you hopeful that the city of Chicago's new universal basic income pilot could help with the food security problem? 
I think it's going to help families who are able to enroll. Unfortunately, you know, it's, it's, it's size limited. So not everyone who is struggling is going to be able to access that, but I think it's going to be a great help. I, I hope that we learn a lot from that program and can build on it in the future. I know Illinois families are also going to see some modest relief beginning in July. The new budget uh, that Governor Pritzker uh, signed has a, um, a suspension of the grocery tax. So that starts July 1. That'll give a little bit of relief. Um, and then if, if families aren't already enrolled in public benefits, they should call our hotline. It's 773-843-5416 or go to chicagosfoodbank.org. And we can help screen families for food assistance and make referrals to some of those other programs that Avir mentioned. Excellent. Thank you so much. Sophie Milam is Vice President of Public Policy and Advocacy at Greater Chicago Food Depository. And Abir Abuid is the Pantry Director at Zanid Social Services. Thank you both so much.